Good evening. So we are in Hisponus. We're deep in contemplation and cogitation. And as mentioned, um, you know, Hisponus uh, really is, as we mentioned last week, it's building, it's using Bina, it's using understanding. It's, as I said, that you can uh, intellectually know something, which is Machshava or Chachma. And his bonus really is putting all of ourselves into it to appreciate it, right? So, um, you know, if you just have information and you don't use your eyes and heart and head and your whole thing to develop that, so that information is largely um, uh, underused and underutilized or, or poorly utilized. So, for example, we, we mentioned, like, and I just said this is just for, you know, if I'm dealing with a shidduch and someone says, actually, this week I had this. Someone calls me up at a certain boy. Like, you know, like I said, now I'm dealing with a lot of boys in the community of Shaduchan. Used to be once upon a time it was mostly girls, and now it's mostly boys. So it's very different, by the way. So, like, could I set up this girl with this boy? I said, I don't know the girl. I said, if I meet her for five minutes, five minutes, I'll, I'll give you a picture of her, I'll give you a resume. No, I, five minutes, I'll get her vibes, I'll get how she talks, I'll, you know, feel her out religiously. You know, I, I, I can't just, you know, see, see the paper, right? And why is that? Maybe, what, what information is there when you meet with someone for five minutes? Because there's all kinds of other things you pick up, and that's Bina, right? And that's everything else in life. I'm, imagine reading all about the Kosal or experiencing the Kosal, right? It's very different. You know, read about Shabbos, or you live Shabbos. So Bina really is a taking of the knowledge and developing. So we actually have two points tonight, which I just looked it over, it's pretty different. But both really are, are could transform our lives. It, to me, <coughs> it's a sad thing when you have amazing things to appreciate and you don't appreciate it. Um, when um, we have gifts and we don't take advantage of it. And why not? Because we don't think about it. We're not we're not in tuned with what they are. So, number one, the Torah wants us to think about our, our physical body. Our physical body. Perhaps if we think about the wonders of our physical body, <coughs> I have a gift of uh, post, post-post cough. Um, that's actually, I've learned to deal with this over the years. Um, I appreciate when I don't have it. Ubisari echasa aloika. So says Eov, says Job, who actually lost a lot of his physical uh, abilities. But from my flesh, I can see God. Like from my flesh, I can see God. So Levi B'Shem Mechanina says, follows. Al kol nishima v'nishima. Hu noishem tzarech lekalish lakarish barcho shenamar with every single breath that we have, every breath, we are supposed to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As it says, and we say this every day in davening, in, in, in Pesukit Yisimra, at the end of Pesukit Yisimra, kol tahalal ka. All of our soul should praise you, Hashem. Now, I, mu- I must say, and I, and I mean this, um, when you're a rabbi, you live vicariously. I honestly... There are days when I'm, I'm dealing with sick people, and like really sick. I'm not talking about colds or flus, like really sick. I had some lady call me the past couple of weeks about a real ICU case. You thank God, 
I've had times where I, I, I had like real shalom bias things. And I come home and I tell my wife, you are the best. You're amazing. Why? Because when you see what it's not, right, when you experience, sometimes it's our own experience, right? You know, when you see a person, uh, unfortunately, actually, one of my, my parents, good friends, um, in, in, in a relatively young age, I don't want to scare anybody here, uh, has serious Alzheimer's. Like, really, like, not, <laughs> not that old. Um, so, you sh- one should live vicariously and say, wow, thank God I'm not like that. And then appreciate the ability to think. But even much better, it's not even to look at anyone else, it's to look at ourselves and appreciate the gifts we have. Right? Imagine, what is, what is, let, let's go back to my case. I look at, uh, I look at someone else's marriage and say, I say thank you to my wife. Wouldn't it be better if I look at my own wife and appreciate her because I appreciate her? I appreciate my marriage, right? Imagine I have now, it comes into my office, a, a, terrible, a terrible case of kids. Absolutely terrible. I'm like, thank God my kids are not like that, right? But wouldn't it be better if my little kids shows me a project and I say, hey, this is the most unbelievable thing, and thank you, and to go, and to go ahead and, 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 to appreciate, and to appreciate that, right? Much better. It's good to live vicariously, by the way. It's amazing to live vicariously because better everything you know to get because anything you experience is a message to from God. Great, but that's how often do you see that? Every day you should be seeing your children. Every day for marriage, and every day we deal with our body, right? So you don't have to go to a hospital in the ICU to appreciate that how our bodies function. We should sit there and think about it. Now, I'll, I'll, we will elaborate this in a moment. Moment, yeah. But, I mean, yes, you should be grateful for the brachos that you have, but if you don't have anything to compare them to, you're not going to have any perspective on how good things are. You could just think that the good things you have in your life are normal and normal and common, and everyone else has them, and and you're not going to see... No, I, I mean, listen, you'll, you'll never, hopefully, will never expect experience blindness. Um, you can see someone who's blind, but you'll never... So if you really want to appreciate sight... You need to think about what sight means without ever experiencing that. If you you, you you can see someone who's deaf, but you'll never experience that. So if you so so basically, you you really can't compare that to anything. But you can think about what it means to think to hear. My daughter, Chedva, who's learning uh, neuroscience right now in eleventh grade, uh, was telling me all the neuroscience. I don't think I knew everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all the neuroscience of sight. Okay, so. That's, again, you can learn neuroscience or you can learn uh, any area of, of physiology or biology. But you know what? Ultimately, more than vicariously, we need to think, and this is what hispanicness really is, what, to appreciate what sight is, what hearing is, um, you know, if you're married, what marriage is, if your children, what your children are, if, you have, if you're lucky to have parents alive, right? What means to have parents alive? I'll tell you, I call... I call... I try to call my mother every day. Uh, and not usually it's two to five minutes I'm on the phone. Um, I, I call my father mostly. My father's a little bit harder to, you know. <laughs> but I call him mo- mo- a lot of days of the week. I called my grandmothers every Friday when they were alive for years. Um, even when they're 95 years old. Now, I don't know what anyone else did with their grandmothers. I really don't. 
but I thought, like, my grandmothers are my grandmothers. I don't think about anyone else's grandmothers. I want to appreciate them, and, and I really have no regret about it, you know. And certain things I regret in my youth, I didn't, you know, what I didn't do. I, like, I look back, I was too young to appreciate certain things. So my point is to you, it's, it happens to you, it's a very fair question, but you don't need to compare it to anything else. It's helpful, but you don't need that, and some things you'll never be able to fully compare. You ever been homeless? You can see someone homeless, but to experience what homelessness is, you'll never. So what you really can appreciate means what it has to have a house without ever thinking about anyone else, right? Without ever thinking about it, just to sit there. And the only way that could happen, and I'm going to tell you why your question came. What for many of us, for I would say most of us, when we're misbonen, it's because we see somebody else. What, what makes me think I have a house is seeing the person under the bridge homeless. What makes me think about that I can see is seeing a blind person. What makes me appreciate my children is seeing a kid on the street, God forbid, curse at his parents. What makes me appreciate that I can walk is seeing a person without, without, without legs. But really, that's not supposed to make us, make us think. That's a, a gift from somebody else. But really, we should appreciate. You know, I, had to, I was like, by the way, today I, was, I, had, I live vicariously. Today, I was like talking to, to somebody in the East Coast, and I was walking back at like 5.30, and the sun was setting. It was 65 degrees or 7 degrees, uh, and they were freezing. I was like, this is amazing. I would have, been, would have liked to have been where they were. Uh, I would have liked to have been in the freezing. Okay, that's fine. But, but, but that's not the <laughs> point. My mother would be very happy. To it's, not, it's, it's not the point. It's not the point. So you could live vicariously. It doesn't really was not the point. The, the, point, the point that I'm making is that, that, you know, it's nice to think of other people, but you know what? I don't need to speak on the phone with some of these coasts to walk on the street and say, I love this weather. This sunset's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need that. It just It's helpful. The best thing is to do it ourselves. And that's really what he discusses today, right? We should not have to be our minds to appreciate the thing by seeing tragedies or lacks in other people. If we do see it, it's a reminder to us. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I feel, that's what I brought up in the beginning. But much more profound, much more healthy, and which can be much more constant is to appreciate the gifts that we have constantly. And by the way, again, when we see it's supposed to be, does it affect our prayer? It affects our happiness. It affects our, uh, our, our, the gifts that we have. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you see... Uh, the amazing experience, actually, you know, I was talking to the Glazers about this bris, like the first baby, like everything was like, oh my goodness. You know, when, when you see like a parent, you're an older couple, everyone Galant had a baby. Mom was like three, it was literally three years ago now. Like, holy. I was thinking, it was like, yeah. So, so at the end of the day, like the, the, the appreciation of it, I mean, the appreciation, I remember, I remember like saying to her, like, how are you doing? Amazing. He's up, Elon Mayer's up in the middle of the night, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like when you're, when you're over 40 and you have your first kid and you try for a long time, I mean, it's an amazing thing. Like, you know, it should be when you're 20, you have the same thing. It's no different. Just that it's a level of appreciation, right? It's no different, right? Every kid is, is you know, I, it, I can tell you, every kid, every kid is amazing. It's a, it doesn't change with one or more than one. Um, so... So listen, listen to what it's called in Shemal Katalaka. We say every day, with all of our soul, we should thank you, God, for the gifts that we have. Hassan Mulev, Ipam, says, do you ever in your life appreciate the ability to breathe? 
On every breath, you're supposed to praise God. Did you ever appreciate breathing? Right? By the way, the worst calls, and I mean the worst calls that I get, are when, when usually non-religious people are asking about pulling a plug, which is what I was just dealing with. And like, they can't breathe, they're on, they're, they have a, a ventilator, uh, it's like real halakhic. It's literally life and death questions. Um, right? Every breath, you ever appreciate to be able to breathe? <coughs> um, that was a reminder. Haim, hainu ma'azinim. Do we ever appreciate heartbeat? By the way, you know, when my wife, like, whenever you go to the, the OBGYN, you have a baby, like, you lay, it's the heartbeat. You're so excited. Baruch Hashem, it's, it's a great feeling, right? You know, and, and, and if you're ever, you know, in labor, if you lose the, you've, been this, you've seen this before, right? Once or twice? Right? A couple of times. You ever seen there's like no heartbeat? Like, it's a worry, right? So like, you are so excited for a heartbeat. And like, our heart's beating all the time. Like, do, I'm serious, seriously, do we ever in our lifetime think about that? That's an amazing thing. You know, I know somebody who was in Shiva with me. One day, he was walking in an aneurysm. In five minutes, he was dead. Like, this guy was, this happened over a decade ago. He was under 35 years old. You know, in, in one second, like every second, our heart's beating hundreds of times. Um, not hundreds, hundreds, but, you know, every minute. I mean, it's amazing. Do you, do you ever think about that? When you see with the baby, or so, I remember one of my children came out, and I was like silent. And I think to myself, cry. Cry! Like, you know, like you're getting nervous, for it's like, you know, cry. It's like, it was like t- 15 seconds. Oh, it was 15. 15 seconds of your life. No, but it was long. Uh, but, but it was long. And I'm telling you, when I cried out, I'm like, yes! Right? But, you know, I had the baby cry right away. It's also amazing. I just, but really, the 15 seconds, like, you appreciate it. You want that cry to happen. Right? It's like, we don't think about these things. You know, it's terrible. When do we think that when we're sick? When do we think when we see somebody else? We should be appreciating the gift. By the way, prayer is, in brachas, is the biggest gift we have. I honestly, it's, if we just ponder, contemplate the words of, of the liturgy of the prayer, and if you don't understand that, I, 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 somebody today, 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 told me, you can learn from Kevin Fagan, and I agree with the person. A guy like Kevin Fagan, I always see him with his interlinear sitter, Always. So he understands what he's saying. Right? It's just such a beautiful... If you say Tehillim, if you don't know the words, Tehillim is are beautiful. <coughs> These words are powerful. It reminds you of what the gifts that we have without looking at anyone else. Anyway. Um, so he quotes now... I'm gonna, there's a lot of psukim here. So I just want to, to read it, the, the psuk, the, 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 the Nukudas correctly, because it's Eov. So he quotes a, a, a couple of psukim in, in Eov. Yuv says, Right? Your hands made me. God, your hands made me and fashioned me. And eventually, of course, a person But look, everything that God, you know, you ever see a Rembrandt? You ever see a Rembrandt? You ever appreciate, like, oh, we are like the ultimate art. I mean, like you see these people looking at the art. I mean, God, you made me. Right? You're the greatest artist in the world. <coughs> we were like claiming God's half. Like a milk you poured me, and you curdled me like cheese. Right? Well, if you look at a baby developing, right, it's an amazing, not, not like milk and cheese, but how the babies form. It's an amazing thing. It's like, it's, like, it's mind boggling. Or you, you fashioned me with, with, 
with skin uh, and, and flesh. I was actually today on my way, right after I saw Mrs. Feinberg gave her a personal invitation tonight. I, I, I walked, there's a lady walking by, she waves at me. I said, I don't know, let's see, but like, she's waving at me. And she had a new dog. I, she must have taken this from somewhere, but the dog was missing a leg. And like, I, I was like looking, I, like, I don't want to make a feel like, like, the dog was like, three, had three legs. I never saw a three-legged dog before. Actually, it's very interesting to see how it walked, to tell you the truth. It's hard. Uh, it didn't, it wasn't so bad. I could be, you know, it wasn't two legs, it's three legs. It, it, mu- it must have trained itself. <laughs> I mean, a two legged dog would have been completely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but it was like a three legged dog, you know? I mean, it was like crazy. You know, it was missing a, a, missing a, 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 a leg. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, we don't take these things for granted. Uh, we have skin and flesh. But, you know, it's an amazing thing. You know, if you know when you learn about physiology, how many blood cells we have, and how the veins, and what it means to be to be able to touch, and the feeling of touch, right? Um, all of these things. It's an amazing thing. You know how, how the, the, the it's amazing to appreciate, and it's not just in science. You know, the truth is, if we go back to what Machshava is thinking about things, so you can think about these things. But Bina means to appreciate these things, right? Bina means not just, like, you can learn science, like, you know, and you go to a class, but Bina means to really ponder and bring it home to your life, right? You know, I just, someone, someone has been asking me a lot of advice about marriage recently, and they asked me today, like, they emailed me a few, not, someone not from San Jose, um, someone recommended me, so I've been helping this person, didn't have a teacher, um, so, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying, and this is an older gentleman first getting married, and I'm trying to uh, get him to appreciate what it means to be married, right? It's not just, like, book smarts over here. Like, he was asking me questions, like, like a calculation. This doesn't go that way, right? There's, and if you want to appreciate what you're living, it's also not a calculation. It's, it, it's the whole package, right? So when you're thinking about what it means to be able to touch and feel that God made us with two legs and two arms, you know, and an ability to see it here. That's what we're supposed to be appreciating. You live a different life when you have this, right? You don't, not because you see somebody with, with one leg or with one arm or missing fingers, because when they were three years old, they lost fingers in a blunder, God forbid, which I knew a guy like that. You know, I'm sure we've all seen people like that. Or a person who, God forbid, got dementia or Alzheimer's at a young age, and we don't have that. Because we can think. You know, we could think. It's an amazing gift. You know what it means? Uh, you know, I, 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 I think the greatest gift I've ever had, like if, if you, you see a person whose body functions fine, they can't think. I, I don't envy that. I mean, I, I, it's much better for a person to have physical issues, but they can think, right? I mean, that's their life. The ability to think, that's who we are. Right? I mean, do you ever th- appreciate that we can think of a brain? Like, uh, these are things that we're supposed to be appreciating. You know, I, I, it's like, I'm, I, honestly, sometimes I, I remember, I grew up in Miami Beach, and Miami Beach has some parts which are very wealthy, very wealthy, a lot wealthier than these part, this part, you know, like, very wealthy. And I, and I was not in that very wealthy part, but I wasn't that far from there. And I re- still remember, like, these kids would come, I'd play basketball with them, 
And, you know, at 17, they were driving, uh, like, you know, Miami Beach cars, like real <laughs> Ferraris, like, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Porsches. Yeah. But you know what? They didn't appreciate it. I really look at that. It was all about compare and contract. It wasn't appreciated, right? It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't, I, 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 just going back to Shaduchim, just because it's a very easy thing for me. I just, even today I had a conversation with somebody. I said, he said, what's the matter? someone pretty. <laughs> I want to, this, this is very, this is, this is like, I, all ladies get old, and us do all men. Um, some men even bald, stuff like that, you know, like, uh, that, beauty, beauty is natural beauty, don't, of course, but real beauty is appreciation. That's really what it is. You, when you, the way you look at a person, you appreciate the person, and the only way you could appreciate a person, you know, when I was younger, I used to think to myself, like, how does somebody, like, when they get older or, like, take care of somebody who once looked like some way... I'm serious. I had this question to myself. Like, you know, I would see this story, like, you know, this young, attractive lady and this man, like, she's wheeling him around. Like, you ever see those things? Like, you think... I think to myself, like, it was a bucker. And when I got older, I appreciated what, exactly what it was. But when you're a bucker, when you're younger, you think, like, why would she do that? Like, okay, they're married for 25 years. But like, why would they do that, right? Or you see a man, you know, and his wife is that way. Same thing. But when you get older, you, you really, really, what you realize is, is that all of real depth of marriage or of relationships is not the superficial look. And it's not, you know, I, I'll, I never forget this. I heard a gadol told me, he says, when you're married for five years, if you're a ben Torah, you don't notice your wife's nose anymore. What he meant to say is you, you see beyond a nose. It's not, when you're superficial, all you see are, are noses and eyes and ears and whatever. But when, 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 when you're a person of his bonus, you're seeing the whole picture. You're seeing the person, right? And you're appreciating the situation. And there's a, there's a real depth of relationship with any relationship, not just marriage, any relationship. So you see that there's a, there's a, there's a connection to it. You know, our, our relationship to our body, the, we're going to end up his bonus about who we are and thinking about who we really are, which is the ultimate of his bonus, to appreciate the people that we are. You'll have to get the tape from Scotland. Uh, but, 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 but to be misbonus about our body and the gift of it, it's an amazing, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing. The laws of nature, the gift that God gave us, that all of the circuits and all of our body, you know, and that how our DNA goes. I mean, it's an amazing thing, DNA. You know, that the code, like the greatest people think they're computer engineers and they code. Do you know the code of DNA? How many trillions of things just our body has, every cell? It's like crazy. And every cell is programmed. And there's things going on in every, in every cell. How many cells do we have in our body? A lot. A lot, right? Amen. Then he, then he goes to Hillam. To Hillam, right? He says in Kuf Lamates. An amazing, amazing part in Tillam. Now, well, he only quotes a little more than we get back to the text. Archi v'rivi zerisa v'chol deracha yiskanta. The path where I travel and the place where I lay down, it's all from you, God. You're, you're putting everything in my way. You set up the world. It's like, this is your world, God. You know this ro- this this land, everything. Came uh, came Mila Bilshani. 
You know, you know everything, God. You know the words, uh, everything, everything around me. Back and forth, you have created me, given my body restrictions. There's so much wisdom in me that I can't even, I'm, I'm incapable of even giving full praise to it, how, how many great things I have in me. Um, Everything I'm looking in my life is from you, God. All of the, all of these amazing creation, all of these amazing creations. You have created um, my mind, right? <laughs> Therefore, God, you know my thoughts. You, you created my actual mind. To sukeni bevet bevet and You took care of my, me and my mother, my mother's womb. Mother's womb. He's, he's skipping around. I'm just going to try to quote what he quotes. <coughs> um, my unshaped form was Meaning, David HaMelech, King David, who was this, this shepherd who becomes king of Israel, who is the greatest poet of Israel, he's always, always appreciating the gifts that he has. He's always, always thinking not... And David does it, not looking at others. There are times he looks at his own life, even when his son rebels, and even when he has difficulties with his family, and even when his father wants to kill him, it's all about... What God's given me, right? He's in the, he's in the, you know, he develops this as a shepherd, looking at his life, looking at the world, and there's an appreci- and there's an appreciation to it to be misboned, which means to stop and think, right? You know, I would honestly, I every, I tell us this once, not just I'm just telling you my own small things every night for even ten, I do this for a few kids, I go to all the rooms and I check on them every night. And I just think about it for a second. I'm like, I, I appreciate. You know, every kid, for, I like go into the room. I literally I go in the room and I look at them and just appreciate. Like, you can have the best things in the world and appreciate. You can be, you can have the best parent. And God forbid, one day they die and you just don't appreciate it. You can have it a wonderful house, amazing house. You built the house in the first week or two, month or two, and then you lose appreciation for it. Right? You can, you know what it is to see? Yeah, honestly, you know what it is to hear? Especially if you're hearing. Good music. Like sometimes you got to hear the good music and just stop and appreciate it. And we have a lot of good music in our life. All of us, by the way, every single one of us has so much gifts, um, you know, which are so amazing. You know, whether it's the coffee we drink in the morning to appreciate that, to the pillow we sleep at at night. From the, that's the external things, but our own bodies, our own lives, our own. The only way you can appreciate it. And it's particularly our body because we're so used to it. Is to think about it, right? It, it's the, and, and you, it shouldn't just be when you live vicariously. It should be that we appreciate it, and, and that, there's no better way, by the way, than than through prayer and brachas, because so much of our brachas and prayer are to concretize those thoughts. But that when you say it, think about it, appreciate it. It changes your. It, 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 you, we're happier, we're better, deeper people because of it. And brachos rabos, on Ravarka, we make many blessings on, on eating and drinking, on doing our needs. God opens our eyes, on falling asleep at night, on wake up in the morning. Do we really ever think about it, appreciate it? Right? Do we ever really appreciate what it is that we have, these gifts? <coughs> if you had a billion dollars in the bank or, or sight, what should we take? Honestly, if I would offer you a billion dollars or your sight, 
Not would any. I mean, there could be some crazy people who take the billion dollars, but they don't really, right? You know, a billion dollars for your legs. I mean, a billion. Now, if you'd win a. You can buy new legs with your billions. Yeah. No. <laughs> you get new eyes. Yeah, no, I have a friend who wears a prosthetic for you could you could buy legs. Sure. Okay, a billion dollars are, are your brain. Make it, make it easier. Yeah, that's yeah. better. That's better. Okay. <laughs> I, I still want to do it for. I want to get my. I want to get my legs. Yeah, you can I don't need a billion dollars. I want my legs. <laughs> right. Um, but let's make it easy. Your brain, right? Your lobotomy. For these are we, you, we don't realize like the things that we have are what the most valuable things to us, right? They really are much more valuable than any car or place or thing. It's just a question of appreciation for it. He give me a agiazman shenehiye arm latzim and spun a which should be a time where we just stop and think about that. Oh, the wonders of our body and how, how lucky we are. How much Yerush Shemayim. Because really what you're appreciating then is Hashem. You know? What you're appreciating is Hashem. My wife, or any normal person, if they make you dinner and they make it special for you, right? And you don't even acknowledge it, they'll make it for you again. Right? Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm sometimes I'm a bum and I don't really appreciate it. But... But it's not the same, right? You know, and you appreciate something. And you know what? Forgetting everything else. When you appreciate it, it tastes better. It's, it's, it's more, it really is better, right? It really is a better reality when you appreciate what you have. Um, <coughs> so how do we do this, he says? So how do we do this? Bishas asiyas sarchinu. Nisboyen shalosh palmen bayom. He says when you're doing these Take three things a day to appreciate, right? Something you heard that day, appreciate the ability to hear. Something you see, to use the bathroom, touch, feel, right? Appreciate the, the, these uh, amazing gifts, um, right? Um, and, and think about it. Right? Actually, think about it. Kasher Savenu Mespanazu, right? When, you're, when, you, when you start to train yourself, like when you're eating food, like you actually appreciate not just the taste of the food, which is a gift, by the way. God could have just made all food tasteless and you had to eat it anyways for nutrition. Right? But taste is an amazing gift. Anyone who loses the ability to taste, it's a terrible punishment. Right? So not only will you appreciate the taste of the food, you'll appreciate the ability to digest food, right? what the food gives us. I mean, these are amazing things. I mean... You know, not because of anyone else who doesn't have it, because we do have it. Because <laughs> we do have it. That, that, that's, that's an amazing thing, to appreciate that, that, that gift more than any, than any human being can even give you. Um, and when, we'll, when we're full, we'll appreciate the, breath, the fact that we can walk and talk. I was, I was walking with somebody recently, and they were huffing and puffing. They could barely walk, you know? I think it's an amazing thing to be able to walk and to breathe, and it's an amazing, an amazing, amazing thing. Hey, Hashem wants us to appreciate these gifts. That's to be misbehaving about it. It sounds like so elementary, but I'm, the reality is, I wonder. Think to yourself: Did you ever thank God for breathing? Right? Did you ever thank God for thinking, seeing? You know, you know, without looking at anyone else, just in, in the average day. Um. 
And if you get used to being such a person, your, your prayer changes, your all of Hashem changes, your love of life changes, your appreciation of opportunities change. That's what it means to be a person in just about our bodily functions, our bodily uh, reality. The next thing they want to focus on today is, is, um, is Chushim, he said, this is our senses. Now he wants to go look at our own, at our own things, uh, with, not with not sensual, is to think about what it means to be a, the Jewish past. Right? The Jewish past. It says as follows. I remember, I think I said this story once, I, when, I, when I first came to the University of Pennsylvania, so I wanted to, I'm looking around, I figured, like, how am I, I'm looking at the terrible, you know, of my class, of, eight, of 240 students, 80 being some levels, some level of Jewish. <coughs> and everyone's dating Goyim. They call around me. I was coming out of Lakewood Yeshiva. I was married with a couple of kids at that time already. I'm, I couldn't believe it. I'm like looking around me. It's like, wherever I go, I'm like, what am I going to do about it? Like, what am I going to do about this? So like, you know, I, I think I, I just very briefly, what, what I did is I picked the three coolest guys I can find. Because um, I figured if I can get them, I'll get everyone else. Because if I pick, so I picked the three coolest guys and I said, how about we learn? And I started studying with them in the library where everyone could see us. Uh, and eventually it turned into a, a large club, 100, 150 students and professors, like emails for, for three years of law school. So, but I remember like the first, literally the first class, this guy was a reformed Jew from a very prominent uh, family, very prominent family. Um, so I was talking about Sinai. He goes to me, is like Sinai like a Catholic thing? I was like, Shem Shemaim. He's a Jewish guy. He is like Sinai, a Catholic. You know, we hear that word. It's crazy, right? Right? It's crazy. So how do we? How much does Sinai really affect us? So listen, listen how the Ramban, Nachmanides, when he's talking Sefer Hamitzvahs, Mitzvah Beis, the second Mitzvah of the Torah. Shenim ne'enu shlo niskach ma'am ma'am har Sinai. You should never forget har Sinai. Right? It should never leave our thoughts. Our eyes and ears should, uh, and hearts should be there. It's a Pasuk. Be very careful. Right? And, and watch your soul. By the way, our, our most precious position, more than our eyesight. <laughs> more than our eyesight and more than our hearing. The most thing this is our soul. And that's why we, we're not doing this today. But when you really want to think about the biggest gift we have is our soul and that we want to make sure to treat our soul correctly <laughs> because our soul is our eternity, right? So when the Torah says, watch your soul, that's pretty serious stuff. Watch your soul. Uh, lest you forget. That every, by the way, every Jew saw at Sinai, but all, we were all there. Our neshamas were all there. All days of your life. And teach your children, and your children's children. <coughs> the day you were, you were an entire Jewish nation. Mass revelation. So the Torah says it has all of us. All of us, so of course, we know what Sinai is, and we believe in Sinai. 
is is bone of a mamarasa. It's not enough just to know about it. It's like in a place far, far ago, three thousand three hundred, right? Years ago, um, uh, you know, three hundred thirty years ago, this happened. Um, and we're saying no, but to think today, like to to picture what Mama Harsina is, and as we're, we're standing there, <coughs> right? You can exactly something you could feel. You actually have to imagine what it means when we just had this past week's parsha. What it means, like we all stood for 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 Yisro, for the reading of the Torah, or giving of the Torah at Sinai. What it means that they heard God, right? What it means that every actually every Jew was there. Um, it says that, you know, a, a pious person, the book of Kuzari says, a chassid uses all of their soul to serve God, including their imagination. So when, when, a, when a chassid is thinking about Maimon or Sinai, they're misplaining about it. Like, you know, actually... Pesach's much easier. You know why? The Seder, a real Seder, is to visualize, to, to, uh, you know, if I didn't have to finish the Afikomen by Chatzais, I would do it the whole night to the morning. It's the biggest gift, the Seder. It's the biggest gift to be able to appreciate what it means to be a Jew. What it, how, what it means that, that all of Kalah Yisrael Left Mitzrayim, and we could really walk around like we feel bad. Like I'm, all of us, when we see a Jew eating non-kosher, breaking Shabbos, it bothers us because we feel bad for them. We feel bad for them because a they're wrong, and there's a consequence of being wrong. But more profoundly, because there is a great gift, right? When I see a person, they tells me that they don't want to get married, they want to have dogs. It bothers me. I'm saying, why is it bad? Because well, that's a terrible life. If you're choosing to do that, you say, no, you're clueless. You're pasha clueless. I'm not saying everyone gets married. Some people try, they don't get. But that's what you choose to do? That's what you're choosing to do because you don't, you don't know any better? And when a Jew doesn't you know, appreciate what, what it means to be a Jew, so, do you, so the Torah actually says you have to really conceptualize Harsinai. Not just to hear about it, to know what it's the Catholics got it from us and they were actually weren't there and you know right Matt didn't know that so unfortunately Matt I don't know if it ever happened to this guy Matt but 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 it, you know if you don't have it you lose it right you don't you don't you don't realize what it is um, hey I'll never forget this by the way when I go back to something about law school I remember I was interviewing for law firms for, for the summer what was important to me was family life. And I, I, I you know, the New York law firms are brutal. They're, 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 tech jobs cannot compare to those jobs. Seriously, they're, they're brutal. And so I remember uh, I was like when I was interviewing some of these big firms, so I was saying to them, like, how's your family life balance? Like, most of them like, want to shoot you for asking that question. Like, the, the ones there that, is no balance. So, but, so one guy says to me, like, in my mind, if it wasn't a balance, it wasn't worth it for me. And I'm not, oh, I, I didn't care. So one guy says to me, it's amazing. You can do whatever you want. Listen, I'm on my third marriage. Like, I'm on my third marriage, and you know. So I was thinking to myself, like when I heard this, like the first guy, his, it was he, he he didn't realize what he was saying. That's the truth. But here's a guy who wasn't misappointed, right? You could have marriage and not appreciate what it is, right? You could you could bring children to this world and not appreciate what it is. You could have health. You could have Torah. You could be a Jew 
and have no clue what it is. Now, we look at a Jew who never asks a question, who never thinks about Judaism as a nebuch. And they are a nebuch, by the way. <laughs> That's a terrible tragedy to have 3,700 years of Jewish Judaism pumping through your blood and soul and never think about it and never know about it. And, and, and usually, to a large extent, are not blameworthy because you never grew up with it. Okay? But what about us? What about everyone else? We're supposed to think about Sinai. Like we always, it's always easy for us to look at that for a Us. The Torah says to us, the Ramban says, you're supposed to visualize Sinai. I, we're supposed to think as if we're there. By the way, if you, I, I, honestly, if you would spend two minutes doing this, I'm not telling you how to do this, but if you would, f- from now until Pesach, just if you would do that, two minutes a day, imagine yourself by Sinai, it would change your life. There's no question about it. You would feel like I was at Sinai and what I have to do in this world. Right? It would metamorphosize you. Really, it would. If you would just, if we would, just, we would do this. We would do this. He says that in the chassid, the chassid imagines when he's learning the Torah, he visualizes it. It's, there's a visualization um, of it. <coughs> when you have certain facts, you have the power of imagination. When you're learning the Torah and who the Jewish people are. His spinous tzihur is an ikrikal b'muna, right? It's, it's a tremendous uh, reality of Amuna. Now, I'm going to be very, you know, I'm speaking tomorrow. You're all invited to come if you want. I'm speaking at City Council tomorrow on International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, I'll be speaking about the Holocaust and anti-Semitism in the four to five minutes I have allotted. Now, I want to just tell you something about the Holocaust. Holocaust is a lot easier for us to appreciate than, let's say, even the, the Corbin Habayas. Why is it easier to appreciate? Well, for me, I grew up with four grandparents, so I got pounded with it, as many, and I'm happy to the extent that I know about it. But for all of us, we've seen pictures. Some of us have been to the Yad Vashem or the Holocaust Museum in Washington. We've seen movies, right? But if you, the more you visualize it, the more you feel like... I remember when I was a little kid, my, my grandmother, one of them, telling me about the Holocaust, and I saw something that day, and having like a nightmare, and I was in the concentration camp. I remember it vividly as a little kid, that thing. It was very real, right? Why was it real? Because I was able to visualize what that would mean. Like, you know, um, I should maybe close the tape, but I'll say this anyways. When I was a little kid, and foolish, unwise, should I keep going? I saw something called a movie. So, that's for posterity. Uh, so, it was, it, it was Alfred Hitchcock. Um, and it was a movie about an anti-Semite. I don't remember, I don't remember how old it was, but I remember I saw this. It was an anti-Semite and, and a racist. And it, it, what happened is, in the Hitchcock movie, like he said something to a Chinese person, he said something to a black person, he said something to a, a Jew. He had lost his job to a Jew. And, and the worst thing he said was to the Jew. And, what, and in this Hitchcock movie, this guy... Ends up in like Vietnam, in the China, like you know, being uh, being attacked as a Chinese person, and then it ends up in slavery. In the Hitchcock, he actually experiences all that, and the movie ends with him in Auschwitz and experiencing what Auschwitz is, and like trying to get out of Auschwitz, right? This anti-Semite, right? So, like, if you visualize, and, and, and I'm telling you, Alfred Hitchcock, I remember this. I don't remember too much about any of these type of stupid movies, but I remember this movie. I remember walking out of that movie, or watching something in the house. I don't think I walked out of any Alfred Hitchcock movie. Uh, 
he was, I think, in the 1920s or uh, 1800s, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but I remember after seeing this, it's very true. I, I was visualizing myself how it meant to be in that camp. When you ever see a person who watches a documentary or, or about the Holocaust, it's what makes you, it's when you put yourself in Auschwitz, right? That experience makes you feel the Holocaust at some level. Well, if you want to feel Maim and Har Sinai, you need to put yourself at Sinai. It's not enough. Like, when I see the person of the Holocaust, I can tell you a difference of somebody who in their mind imagines themselves in Buchenwald or in Auschwitz, or it's, it's not, they, it's just knowledge, right? When we talk about knowledge and being not putting your heart, your mind, your soul, your visualization, it's very different, right? So there are certain people who are there when they think about the Holocaust, they imagine themselves there. My wife can never read about the, the Holocaust. Why? Because she, like, she starts projecting. She, when she reads about a mother losing her kids, like, she starts thinking about herself. She tells her she cannot read these books. She's much more sensitive than I am uh, about this. She will not read these books because she puts herself there. So you want to experience Sinai? You want to do it? You got to be there. <laughs> it's not, you're like, the Jewish people were at Sinai, right? The Jewish people were, were in the Holocaust. So you, don't, if, you know what it is? You ever see a person doesn't feel the Holocaust? Because they're not there. They're not, they're not there. If you put, uh, you know, the one good thing about a movie, I'm serious about this now. If, I would, if you can could, you could make a movie about Tach Vatat, Chalmanitsky, if you know what Tach Vatat is, your daughter knows about it. Trust me. You should take her Jewish history notes. She's a thank you, by the way. For? She cut it great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure she earned it. She did well, yes. Um, when you, when you, when you, if you would take the 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 the, uh, the destruction of the base of Megiddo, so let's say you had a, a good, uh, we all know the destruction of the base of Megiddo, a good um, documentary movie on that, and you can visualize that, right? It would be helpful to you to mourn it, right? If you would see in the base of Megiddo people happy and then people devastated. You would see the people burning alive. You would see the wisdom that's lost. You would visualize that. You would feel the base of English much more. Well, the more you visualize, now, not watching Charleston Heston, which break the... That's probably... I, I once heard from Rav Belsky, when the G'dayim, that anyone who saw the Ten Commandments will never appreciate Sinai uh, for many reasons. That, that movie... I didn't see it, thank God. <laughs> okay, I've seen it more than once, so it's Okay, we'll leave the Emmys and the Oscars now. We're done with that. But my point is, my point is, is that if you can visualize it, so Sinai, we were all there. Either you're going to think, here's the thing, either you, 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 we look at the people who never don't hurt Sinai, we feel bad for them. Honestly, the Ramban feels bad. The second mitzvah is to think about Sinai. Do we ever think, do we put ourselves there? Or do we like? Or do I feel bad for a Jew who cannot connect to the land? That, you know, if you've been, why is it Israel easy to connect to if you've been there, or you learned about it, or you visualize yourself there? When you meet a Jew, you meet Jews who've never been to Israel. They never visualize themselves. They don't have no connection to it. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing there, right? You meet Jews, there's no connection to the Holocaust. They never heard about it. Never thought about it. They never put themselves right. So there's a level of putting yourself there that's much different. And the only way you can have that is by this being misbehaving. And thinking about it, right? So by Sinai, the greatest moment of the world, our greatest moment, all of ours in this room, what makes us a Jewish people, which gives us our purpose in life, right? You can, can be there from a, a, a distant intellectual understanding or you could be there. 
And the more you think about it, the more you're there, right? That we were there. We, the Jewish people there, and we were there. Our souls were there. <coughs> That's the power of the Kayach Adinyan. And he says, um, it's not just faith. Yeshadat's Kiyamuna, talking about faith of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, of the Torah of Shemayim, leaving Egypt with the Seder, any time of the year, or that we got the Torah from heaven, is not, you will never have full faith until you can visualize it happening. Until you can actually be there and conceptualize it. Now we're lucky to have a Seder because it allows you to do that. <coughs> if you never had that at a Seder, then you're not having a real Seder. That's a different discussion. Um, <coughs> so Kachasav, one of the great Rebbe Vagasvon, says, uh, the Pasuk says, we said this Pasuk a few weeks ago, Haskes, down the Sephora Subshop, Haskes, Vishma Yisrael, Hayoyim, right? Heed, hear Israel today. You became a, a, a nation to Hashem, your God, and you heard the voice of God. That's the Parshish Kizavo. Says the Sephora on that Pasuk. <coughs> Haskes, heed, imagine, Sarv Machshavasecha, Vishama, Hispainen, think about it. Right? That you listen to your God's voice with simply suffolk. You know, a good anniversary, right? If a husband and wife, you know what they do on their anniversary? They, they, go, they, they remember the wedding. They, they, they remember the dancing and the wedding. It's actually an amazing thing, right? It's like, it's, you know, or the time you start a friendship with anyone. Like you, what do you do? You go back to that moment, right? You go back to that great moment, right? Uh, you know, it, uh, July 4th, the ultimate is to go back to that moment. The problem July 4th today is just one big party, so it's meaningless. Because <laughs> really, it's a meaningless thing. That's actually a good proof. When you think about July 4th for most people, now there are some patriotic people, but did, does anyone on a Memorial Day just think about the army? Who thinks about the veterans? Veterans do. Um, but most Americans are thinking about Tahoe, Yosemite, sales. Whatever sales, <laughs> keep going, right? Yeah. What? Picnics. Picnics. Yeah. yeah, keep going. All of these things. So there's no. So, but you know what? There are many Jews who have these days and the holidays. It's like a day off. You have Sukkot. So you have you have Pesach. You have Shavuot. Yeah, we do a few things, but it's like it's not. We're not there. It's just you. You need to be able to think about it. You need to be able to conceptualize. You need to, his spoon and his beans. Pretty there. You have a real anniversary. If you have an anniversary, right? You know, probably if you, in your birthday. If you have a kid's birthday, you want to think about your kid. You think about wow, I remember they were born. You remember what that is. You remember who they are. You remember, you know, uh, you, know you know. Sometimes, like you know, a parent says, "I remember my kid was five years old." You know, does mother remind you? I always six? know when, how old Shifra is. Yes, you will. Not always. So, but but you know what? I bring you back every Rosh Hashanah to remind me. I'm not inviting you. I'm reminding you how old Shifra is, right? Yeah, yeah. right? I'm serious, but it's very serious, by the way. If you, if you appreciate a kid or a birthday for anyone, by the way, when you think of what it is, that's when you appreciate things. So if you want to have live Sinai, you gotta, you got to be there. you got to think about it. you got to be explaining about it. That's the Pasuk. V'shama, he's explaining. V'shama, t'bikol, Listen to what the Sforno says now, by the way. Listen to what the Sforno says. When you do this, you'll hear the voice of God. You'll hear the voice of Hashem. Then you'll hear the voice of God. When you put yourself there, you'll be the one hearing the voice of God. When it's just some intellectual, some abstract thing, you're not going to connect to it. 
It, got, it has to be in you. You got to be there. Then you'll hear the voice of God. Believe Suffolk without any doubts. Hurry, Now we said in the beginning that thought is the the beginning of our soul, the, the pathway to our soul, and contemplation is the biggest key to depth, to to mitzvahs, to serving Hashem lovingly. That should be real. I told you. I personally asked Revolba. I personally asked him this question, and he told me that before he davens, before as he backs up for Shmona Esri, he envisions himself by Yamsuf or by Sinai. So he does everything he davens for Esri. He would back up and think. Now he's been nifter. He passed away in two thousand four, um, but that's how he. I mean, imagine you come to Shmona Esri and you you put yourself there. Right, you start Shmona Esri differently. You live differently. Yachol, Kol Echad. You can even everyone can think about what it means to serve Hashem in the base of Mikdash. You know, part of the reason we don't miss it, we never even think about it. It's like when people have Mashiach, they think of like all the good things, you know, like uh, panaceas uh, or Jewish pride. And there's lots to be that's all true. But really, the base of Mikdash is the ultimate, and you can think about something in the base of Mikdash. Now the basic you actually need to learn about how the service was, um, and, and, he, and he elaborates on. And Khan Ishmakum. But I said, of course, if you if you learn about the, the Yom Kippur service and then you celebrate your, you do the Yom Kippur davening, it's a different davening Yom Kippur. Right? It's a different davening. Khan Islam is and he says, here, this is a great area to teach ourselves how to be a good Jew. Nikbala Atsmenu. Again, Pick one of the two things that it said today. Your body, or what it means to be a Jew. To be th- right? Just think, put yourself uh, 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 with yourself. Uh, uh, he said it's really all these things. Think about your body, think about Sinai, think about it. It's hard at the beginning because we're not used to doing it. It's challenging, right? But the the the, the dividends are amazing. Uh, the dividends are amazing. Dividends. It, it, it's it's like you know. You ever by the way, exercise also. First trying exercise. It's it's it doesn't come so easy, but it's amazing dividends on a much lower level. By the way, exercise pays you back physically. This, you're a different person. You're a different. You're a different soul. A different. Walk, you see a different world, you live a different life. It's nothing, nothing less. You, you know, I remember as a disciple says, you can see with different glasses. Right? There's different glasses you wear in this world. It says, you won't get a full vision right away. Right? But the more you do it, the more you'll get. Um, put a little time into it every day, you'll get, you'll get fruits. Right? Um, and remember the words of Ramban when he's talking about Sinai, that Hayu Einenu, the Libenu, that our eyes and hearts should be there all of our days. Hayu Einenu, Libenu, Sham God, Hashem, we just, you know, it's, it's, you just did this in Yisrael. Did the most amazing moment in life. You know, honestly, if you, if you want to love your kids, think about how the gift of the kids every day. If you want to love your spouse, you think about. And in your anniversary, think about your wedding. Hopefully, it was happily done. You know, but you think about it. It, it. It's a different. 
you appreciate things differently. Um, some people get a job, they're so thankful, a house. But certainly, Sinai, it's the greatest gift of life. <laughs> it's the whole purpose of the world. And, you know, we should be there. Right? Our heart should be there. And the, way, the only way we could be there, and the only way we could leave Egypt, not just on Pesach, but in our lives to appreciate is, is by, by thinking. All of this takes a little time and effort. So just to walk away, you know, with just, uh, you know, with our bodies, as he said, three times, just pick three things for a week. Try it for a week. Three things which, 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 which resonate with you. And with, with Harsinai, right, you know, I would even just do the following thing. You daven, everyone davens every morning. Before you daven, pick one, either Sinai or crossing the arts, and try to imagine yourself there. Again, it will be hard in the beginning. Just 60 seconds before you daven. In general, by the way, before you daven, you should have 60 seconds to, to imagine it. You know, uh, uh, it's a different davening. It's, it's a different appreciation. And the greatest recipients of, of this ourselves, we gain, right? We benefit and it changes us. Okay, have a good night.